If you're lucky, you listen to them talk. They're on their way up and they can't stop. For all things great, I ain't in hard talk. It's Kev Lewin's decent to sandbox. What's up, everybody? Since the sandbox is back with our fantasy tight end rankings, you heard the defense, you heard the kickers. Now let's get to the important stuff. Top 10 fantasy tight ends. I'll start it off with my 10 through 5. 10, I have Logan Thomas. I think with Fitzpatrick there, it'll be a little bit of a boost in consistency, especially if you're in a PPR league. He gets a lot of receptions, not too many yards, but he does get the ball thrown his way. 9, I have Robert Tanyan. Steve was so high on him last year, and Mm -hmm. so was I, but there's going to be a little bit of a dip. Yeah, Let's be honest. I don't think 11 touchdowns is, is reachable again, but I definitely think he could see more completions as a whole. Rodgers is mad. Who knows? I know. I know. He might just drop 15 with him. <laughs> At 8, I have Kyle Pitts. I, this might be a little low, but I'm not completely sold on how Atlanta goes so far. I mean, they yeah. still have Calvin Ridley. They still have Gage, but like, where is that offense without Julio? I mean, they have a couple other tight ends, too, with, with Hayden Hurst there still as well. So yeah. we'll see how it all gets into the mix. And he is... I don't know, like like Cameron Jordan said, he is a little light in the ass, so we'll see how he does versus big physical linebackers. Seven, my guy, Dallas Goddard. Zach Ertz will be sleep this year, Mm. and then he'll be on the Colts Mm. at at the trade deadline. And then at six, I have TJ Hawkinson. I just think that Goff is very good at getting it to the tight end in the red zone, as we saw with Tyler Higbee, and uh, who was there before that? Yeah, yeah, Gerald Everett. Not not Gerald Chelsea. Not Gerald Medford. Everett. Glad we cleared that up. Little local joke. Get some laughs on that one. Yeah, everyone from New York's like, what is that? <laughs> Steve, I got the G, man. I got Evan Ingram. And I honestly, I, I wanted to put him higher, but I feel like just with, you know, the Galladay acquisition, getting Saquon back healthy, even Daniel Jones' ability to, you know, leave the pocket, I just feel like he'll kind of be somewhat of an odd man out. You know what I mean? But I, I do still think he'll be a top 10 tight end. At nine, I got Rob Tonyan. Lou, I agree. I think... You know, he definitely had a great year last year. I don't know if he'll have as many touchdowns, but I think if Rodgers does come back, he's going to come back with a bigger chip on his shoulder than we've ever seen him come back with. And he's going to be using all of his weapons, and it's going to be a good year for Robert Tanya. At eight, I got Dallas Goddard. I agree. He might be the only, you know, light at the end of the tunnel for that Eagles offense besides maybe, you know, Jalen Hurts, but we'll see. Don't Miles Sanders. At seven, I got Noah Fant, and he's grown on me a lot. Last year, I don't think I would have had him, but, you know, Broncos, what are they, the third favorite to win the Super Bowl? Got to put put Noah (laughs) Fant in there a little. And at six, I got TJ Hawkinson. Again, they don't really have much. Jared Scoff. Lose right. There's one thing Jared Scoff does good. It's it's fine the tight end. And throw the out route. I'll I'll give TJ Hawkinson that nod. Listen, TJ Hawkinson, man. He's got a great head of hair, too. All right, guys, I must say... Those lists are pretty impressive, but here's the cherry on top. Uh, All okay. right. <laughs> I have a tie at 10 to start the list, my fantasy top 10 tight ends, because both of these guys need to be recognized in the fantasy tight end conversation. Robert Tunyon and Dallas Goddard, both of these guys will be on rosters, will make differences on Sunday. And, you know, these aren't going to be guys that you're questioning about starting. Mm-hmm. These are going to be guys that you just can kind of worry about once you get them and then not have to worry about as long as they stay healthy because we always know how much of a factor that is in fantasy football. At nine, I do have Evan Ingram. And, Kev, I, I understand what you're saying, being the odd man out, 
But I also think that's beneficial because we also, you know, have Sterling Shepard. We got Corey Clement in the running back position. We have Kyle Rudolph. So if we don't have to, you know, rely on Evan Ingram so much and put such a big expectation and responsibility on him, I think maybe it can lead to more production and maybe just un- un- unexpected manner. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I like that there. At 8, Lou, I also have Kyle Pitts mm-hmm. here. And I think we'll see flashes. But I don't think we're going to see, you know, the best prospect of all time right away yeah. in year one. The tight end position takes so long to transfer over and develop. And, you know, he could make an immediate impact, but I don't think it's going to be, you know, for over, you know, a thousand yards like crazy yeah, no like way. that. You know what I mean? That's really hard at the tight end position. Only the best of the best can really mm-hmm. do that consistently. At seven, I have Logan Thomas. I think that this is a good spot. He just got locked up to a nice. Uh, extension, so good for him. Logan Thomas earned himself the bag, so congratulations. And someone I think is going to throw to him off is Ryan Fitzpatrick. So, like I said, good for Logan Thomas. I think he's someone that you can really set and forget, but not as good or as high as potential as this guy at six. And that's also TJ Hawkinson. And last year, I was talking about Hawkinson as a top three tight end, and I can't talk about him as a top three tight end this year because I really feel like Matthew Stafford is that much better. And yeah, three fantasy spots isn't too much, especially when you have to consider injuries with some of the top five guys. But I think, you know, with Matthew Stafford, you could have the potential to scratch 900 yards and get right around nine or 10 touchdowns. And with golf, I feel like he could throw to him often. Maybe just, you know, short dumps and things like that. But I don't think we're going to be able to see, you know, 100-plus yard games um, mm-hmm. going in that manner. I think Detroit's really going to struggle to get the ball up and down the field. Oh, yeah. So I made a, a tactical error. I missed one. <laughs> I missed one. So I'm just going to go my four through one. And we're going to leave the five slot open for interpretation. Just in case Antonio Gates comes back, Tony Gonzalez, <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, or if John U. Smith's actually good. So at four, I have Mark Andrews. I, I think that's, I feel like he's in a weird place where it's either he gives you 20 plus points or you're getting eight. Yeah. I feel like it's really weird just because there's games where Lamar throws 30 times and there's times where he throws 12. So I think, again, he's still a top tier tight end one. But again, you're not going to have any hesitation starting him. But he, I think the top three tight ends have a different level. I think just a big drop off after three. So three, I have Darren Waller. Two, I have Kittle, and one, I have Kelsey. He's a there's a reason he's ranked like the eighth overall player on like ESPN PPR and in the ninety nine club. Imagine. Yeah, <laughs> newly. <laughs> All right, so at five, I got the young prospect. I got Kyle Pitts at five. Oh, and I I am surprised because I never put rookies in these type of rankings ever, especially in preseason rankings. But I just feel like I mean losing Julio was obviously huge. And I feel like I think that's partially why they did the move. Right. No, I yeah. no, I agree, but I feel like now in this case, you know, teams double Calvin Ridley over the top. It's like Kyle Pitts is really, you know, all they got. I mean, Hayden Hurst and stuff too, but Kyle Pitts I'm assuming will be their, you know, 1B option on offense. Is and Matty Ryan can still sling it, so. Is Hayden Hurst a non-fantasy option or do you think you could trust him as a fantasy option? Handcuff. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like, would I draft him? Probably not. But, like, is he someone I'd pick up for, like, a week or two? Maybe. Possibly, Depending yeah. on the matchup, depending and, on how Pitts is playing, If you know what I mean? And I'm assuming, like, in, in 12 to 14 teams, like, he's probably a, a back-end guy that has a little higher potential mm-hmm. than most. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And at four, I got Mark Andrews. Lou, I'm in, in the same boat as you, still top tier, but top three are, you know, just better. And we got the same top three, Lou. Waller at three, Kittle at two, Kelsey at one. 
Slight work. Okay, then. Okay, then. At five, the New England Patriots. Ooh, Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry wow. here at five. And I honestly think he's going to be the best receiving option on the New England Patriots. I don't know how much or how great that's to be considered, knowing the quarterback scenario going on there. I think Cam Newton will start off the year. I don't know what he's going to look like. Not really hearing many great things. I I know that Cam's a great leader, and I know what he once was. But I still think what New England does as a team schematically and what he does is different. Do I think he can pound touchdowns in consistently like he did last year? Yeah, that's who he is, you know. But I think it's definitely going to be tough. I would love to see Hunter Henry turn out to be over a 1,000 if he could stay healthy for 16, 17 games. For Mark Andrews, you know, I really feel like Mark Andrews, like you said, has the potential to be the best tight end um, any given week, but also is probably the most likely to give you a dud out of these top four or five guys consistently. And I don't think that's, you know, Lamar is doing. I just think that, you know, sometimes the Ravens just can have their way on the ground and it doesn't really benefit the passing game too much for the Ravens. At three, I got Kittle and I think he's going to have a bounce back here coming off an injury. You know, he's always consistently like a threat, but I don't know if we're ever going to see 1,500 receiving yards from him again. If we got like 1,110 touchdowns, I feel like that'd be um, a great season out of him. Two, Darren Waller, and arguably, I really think he could be one. I feel like we haven't seen his true peak potential yet. I feel like he's still developing as a player, and we might not even see his true peak potential because of the team that he's on. Yeah, um, I was going to say, if you put him in Travis Kelsey situation, like, Great chance he probably does better, which is hard. You know, it's tough to say because Travis Kelsey. I'm not taking anything away from Travis Kelsey, yeah. but give Waller Mahomes, that'd be scary. No, absolutely, yeah. and, and maybe not even not not maybe not even Mahomes, right? But just like just a, a couple of other guys yeah. like around around the league, like you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's no disrespect to Carr because you know they have a great chemistry and great option, but it just you know all the factors that go in the Raiders yeah. don't have the best offensive line, like they don't have the best weapons to pull attention away from him and, and, and things like that. But um, the sky's the limit, and I have just as much respect for Waller as I do for Kelsey. And I honestly think both of these guys would be drafted in the first two and maybe, if you're lucky, three, three rounds mm-hmm. um, of your fantasy draft. If you got one of those guys in the third round, I feel like that would be a steal. And I'm heavily going to consider drafting one of these two tight ends early in my fantasy league. So if you guys are in a league with me and you're listening, make sure you're considering that when my pick's going around. But Kelsey here at one, I, I just feel like it's it's a walk in thousand. It's a walk in eighty five catches. It, it's almost over, you know, eight to ten touchdowns. So guarantee. Yeah, it it just it is what it is. It, it's a modern day Tony Gonzalez Dallas clock scenario, mm-hmm. and and we all love to see that. But guys, that's going to wrap things up for our fantasy tight end rankings. Really fun diving in here with all of our fantasy content. Make sure to tune in to our next episode where we talk about our fantasy-wide receivers. This list is a little longer. This list will probably get a little more debated, a little more heated, and that just means all that much more fun. Guys, make sure to leave us a five stars on sincethesandbox.net or Apple Podcast. Make sure to go like, subscribe, and put that notification bell on for that YouTube channel. And we will see you guys September 1st at our pop-up event. Peace out.